Welcome to Scream Queen's Horror Movie Road Trip Podcast. A final girl, Justine. Oh, hey there, Soul Survivor, Mr. Josh. What are you doing next to me? Well, I am driving our sound booth down Interstate 40 in Oklahoma. We just hit mile marker 210. We are heading to Peoria, Oklahoma to investigate a local... Who are you peeing on? Urban legend. Peoria. <laughs> Peon... Oh. Peonia. Peonia. Yeah. yeah. You were just peeing. Peoria and everywhere. But... Yeah. It, and it's actually... We're kind of straddling the Missouri-Oklahoma border today. Straddling? I'm going to straddle it. Because you're peeing on... Peorian straddling. Okay. okay, we're really pushing Goodness. it. Goodness. Okay, Peoria, because we're covering yeah. an urban legend. Yeah, we're covering the movie Urban Legend. So we're going to one of the most well-known here in Oklahoma called the Spook Lights. Yes. And we kind of talked to you about this at the end of last episode. It's one of those things that a lot of other states have. I've heard of one in um, North Carolina. There's also like the Marfa Lights down in Texas. That's yeah. probably like the most famous. There's but those lights at your mom's house. My mom has those lights at her house. It's usually a red light, if you know it's, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's over her window. <laughs> How dare you? Barbara show up, would... show up and you're just like, hey, Babs. <laughs> she's After she's everything that Barbara has done for you, Justine. <laughs> oh, I, I fucking love Barbara, but love it's the red, red light. light district at her house. <laughs> and it's no UL. It's no urban legend, guys. If you guys... <laughs> knew my wonderful mother. You would know this is all... Barbara's a tum- saint! Tumfullery. She's a fucking saint. She is. She's Any- a walking saint. Okay. Anyways, yes. We're gonna go try to see these spook lights. And tell them about some of the lore behind it, Justine, when we are researching. There's all these different reasons as to why this could be happening. And apparently people have been seeing these lights for over a hundred years. Oh, um, Yeah going back into the 1800s before there were automobiles because a lot of them try one of the explanations was oh people are seeing reflections from the highway but again we were saying this people were reporting these lights even before there were highways oh yeah and even if there were cars there weren't where we are going is so rural of an area it's isolated we were looking at the map it's one of those weird roads it's going to be kind of creepy we're having to go at night right now it's not night we're going in the day but it's like these weird little off-country roads we're going to try to find. It's so creepy that we're having to do coordinates yeah. to get to it. You know, it's like we're even off the, you know, regular just address kind of map. You know, it's not like 1400, you know, Glory Lane or anything. West Light Road. Yeah, you know, no, it, it's like North Latitude, Longitude, yeah. Cardinal Directions with little dots and numbers. It's a lot of like, when you see this thing, turn right and go 14 miles and take a left. And then when you see this other thing, you know, it's a lot of like looking for markers. And so it's going to be a journey tonight, but we're ready for it. Yeah. And so we're ready to like get creeped out and have fun tonight. And along the way, we're going to talk to you about 1998. <laughs> I almost said classic, but I'm like, oh, I'm not, that might be a stretch. But it's a classic among those like 90s or slasher revival, you know, post-scream. Yeah. Well, let me tell them the things behind the spook lights you, first before okay, yes. you get Keep into going. it. You had asked me to tell them. I asked her to do something and then I cut her off. Okay. So, uh, they credit the flickering orbs at night with some gas and mineral deposits that are refracted from high beam 
light so when you're driving you see it and it's refracted okay so that's already been duped because there were people claiming they'd seen this before cars so before high beams and then it gets into some more local legends of like star-crossed lovers who leapt to their deaths uh, like there's one about a Civil War soldier who was struck in the head by a cannonball and then there's even another one about a local miner who tragically lost his head in a mining accident and it's it's interesting there's just a lot of different little stories maybe from the area or maybe just that game of telephone that goes for decades that you know kind of takes the lore that another place had and brings it to the local area and the local area being Peoria for us so yeah um, and it's kind of like out of the town so Peoria is just kind of like the closest town marker for this place it's down like some weird country highway or country road 50 and it's like gravel road I think we're going to it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be really fun. scary and isolated and I'm just glad that we brought um each other along for <laughs> like um oh it kind of reminds me of it's one of our very first episode maybe like second episode we go to locust grove and we had that same like coordinates yes. like to find we were going the to campsite camp and yeah. so it's like kind of giving me vibes like that so you guys check that one out that was sleepaway camp um okay but yeah let's get into urban legend it is kind of more in the uh, realm of slash 90 slashers it's one of the better ones uh, and a lot of people say that it's uh, it take it's it borrows quite a bit from scream and well, they all did at that time yeah period. and that's, everything I was just scream. about to say and that's just kind of like what movies after scream did was just borrowed from what they had seen work so it's not unheard of and I don't even think that's a diss like I love scream so um, seeing what other movies can take from that and I think uh, one of those not criticism but just like things that people were pointing out is urban legend is kind of meta like scream is it's very self-aware and it sometimes will make a little bit of fun of itself right. there's little in jokes that points out in the movie so I like that about the movie and it's very well written R.I.P. to Silvo, Silvio Horta who wrote it but tragically died like over 10 years ago and it's uh jamie blanks like debut feature he's australian so went on to direct valentine the, the other classic slasher yeah that one was that like 2001 i think or it was something? 2000 maybe yeah so. 2001 it's a little like towards the end where you're like okay i think we're done with this particular uh, trope or genre of horror film like these really self-aware slashers yeah I hear you mm -hmm, let's talk heard. about the star-studded cast of uh, of teen-ish teen not really it teens is. they're all in there studded with stars let's get into it there you have your Leto's your Jared Leto's oh no I've got my zaddy Jared Leto that's Justine golly husband. that is my that's my my one. That's my rock. That's my forever. That's the that's my ride or die. That's my baby's daddy. That's who she but, lives for. Who yep, she wakes I, up for every morning. I hard eyes, hard hand emoji for for you always and forever. Amen. 
<laughs> and then we have Alicia Witt. Who we love. She's adorable. She's precious. She's a sweet baby angel. Um, <laughs> we know out there people hate Julie. Isn't that... Or no, uh, Natalie. Her name's Natalie, yeah. I'm thinking... Well, people hate well, that yeah, Julie, from, too, I know from, what from you I Know did What You Did Last Summer. But, yeah. They're kind of... Yeah. I know there's a lot of Natalie haters out yeah. there. Yeah. For being a maybe a final girl. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to completely spoil them, but if you're listening to this, yeah, better I've watched it. You have your Tara Reid about a year before American Pie and probably a year after The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Rebecca in. Gayhart, uh, who... This would have been after Scream 2. Yes. Yes, right and afterwards. And after she, Noxzema. Yes, she is the Noxzema girl. Joshua Jackson, and this would have been after Scream 2, and... Dawson's, uh, Dawson's Creek would have Creek. been on for a little bit already. Yeah, because they do make kind of a joke. Well, they talk about how they filmed this in the summer. Dawson's Creek would have started like in the early spring, late winter, and that the movie After came the, out in September. Like that's yeah. how fast they were shooting it, getting it 13 edited. Thirteen weeks is what it took yeah. to make the movie. So insane. They wanted to capitalize on that scream money. That's scream money. That's scream money. That's scream money. Yeah, that's scream money. Yeah, you get that scream money, girl. Um, but we also have Michael Rosenbaum, who he ended up being like on Smallville and like the CW. It was, he like he the was Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah. And he had like another movie with like Barry Watson. They dressed up as sorority chicks or something. Yes, I know what you're talking um, about. I, but I, I'm just kind of not as familiar with his work if he's had other <laughs> work. Um, I think he does a lot of voiceover work these days. Yes, I know he does it for like Batman and stuff, like for some DC Comics things. Yeah. Um, but also, we have some sprinkled in horror like biggies. Yeah, we get, we get Robert England, Brad Dourif, Daniel Harris. That's right. Your mom again. She's she just showed, everywhere. She keeps showing up over and over and over. <laughs> She's a horror icon. Um, I bring up Josh's mom quite a bit in all of these <laughs> podcasts because she's she I is. Think, a, I think this is the first time actually, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right. Uh, okay. Loretta Divine. Yes, Loretta Divine. Um, and then we have Natasha Gregson Wagner, who daughter. Is, yeah, her mom's Natalie Wood and dad is Robert Wagner. Yep. Which we know Natalie Wood kind of disappeared under some crazy circumstances she, and she drowned. She was and, murdered yeah. by Robert Wagner <laughs> and Christopher, Christopher Walken. Allegedly, there are some things out there. We're not Something really happened saying that, that night, and they know what fucking happened. They know what happened! Anyways, <laughs> we digress. Yeah, Where's so, the great, like, show about that on Netflix. Where, when's that going to happen? When's that going to get like a 12 episode series Netflix? <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive into Urban Legends 1998. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's dive. Opening is uh, Dark Rainy Night. We've got uh, Natasha. Gregson Wagner. She's yeah. driving away from campus. Her character is uh, Michelle Mancini, which is a kind of a nod to Don Mancini, the child's play uh, writer, creator, creator yeah. all that. So there's just so many little nods. And, and then Brad Dourif said yes. who was in Child's Play. So. She's driving her SUV and listening to some campus radio talk. And then in, in the campus radio talk, 
ties everybody together. It's got one of the characters who plays kind of like the DJ. Yeah, and Tara reads the DJ. She pl what's her name? Sasha. 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 I'm Sasha. Hi, I'm Sasha. I'm <laughs> Sasha. Sasha. Um, and her little radio show that she has is well, talking about some little taboo, you know, college things. Somebody calls in and talks about how they replace their roommates birth control with aspirin which i'm immediately thinking like Is that like doesn't happen well and that can't happen like once you push the pill out of the packet how do you seal it back up bitch like how do you do what you claim to do i yeah. don't know maybe her parents work for like a factory that can like reclose things they're like factory recloser people <laughs> that, could, that could totally happen well she's kind of not feeling or maybe she just gets sick of that radio show and she turns on Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. She pushes that little tape cassette in because it's 1998 and that happened. Yeah, she's like, this song's already a decade old, but I'll, <laughs> I got the tape. She's like <laughs> blasting Total Eclipse of the Heart, not paying attention to her uh, surroundings. And of course there's the irony in the song, or would it be irony because it's saying turn around. And if she only knew, there's yeah. someone in the back seat. And so she's driving, it's raining, she doesn't really notice that she's running low on gas. We see her drive past gas stations in a more... Well Not, Yeah. Um, and then finally her little gaslight comes on and she pulls up to this kind of like run down shack of a gas station. And that's where we find the Brad Dura playing the attendant, which never happens anymore. You don't have a gas station attendant. Yeah, even in the 90s, come out there weren't gas. gas station attendants no. anywhere. I was a kid in the late 90s and my mom was pumping the gas. Like she, <laughs> she wasn't honking the her horn. Gas and, attendant out in the middle of nowhere so strange and this is new england though that well you're right they're a little so highfalutin up in they're, new england they're hoity-toity <laughs> a little arrogant nose in the air uh -huh. <laughs> so brad Dourif plays the gas station attendant and he comes up and it's raining and he's putting the gas in the tank but he's looking in the back seat of her suv several times like he keeps looking and he's looking at her and looking at whatever and looking at her again goes inside because uh, she hands him a credit card mm -hmm. and he runs back out and he's like no well also he has a stutter which, which is, is kind of an homage uh -huh. to his one flew one of the flew. cuckoo's nest because you know brad durf is an oscar nominated actor oh. people don't you fucking forget it this transformative actor who can be a psychopathic killer and then also be kind of a psychopathic killer in lord of the rings in a different suicidal. way boy and one through the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, so he's amazing. And now he has a stutter and he's telling her you have to come inside. The credit card company wants to talk to you on the phone. She's like, she's oh, like why? Why? Oh, oh, oh my god. Like, where is my pepper spray? You're like weird. I'm Natasha Gregson Wagner. Bye. You have a stutter and it's like freaking me out. I can't. That's kind of like what I thought about. Why she was like she makes some comments. She's like, freak show. I'm like, that's so mean, girl. You yeah, are... You are rude. You are rude and mean and judging He's him. He's fucking pumping your gas in the rain. In the rain. He has Guy a has stutter. Guy has a stutter. And like, cut him some fucking slack. Bitch. So rude. So she... Ugh. And so, before she gets out of her car, she's like, I'm taking my pepper spray. Because this guy's just up to no good. I'm judging. I am reading the book by the cover. Here I am. Judgmental Judy. I'm sorry. My name is 
Michelle. Josh Middleton. Okay, so Michelle goes inside, and uh, the gas station attendant locks the door behind her. And she's then like, she what the fuck? realizes there's nobody on the phone. Yeah, she picks up the phone. She's like, hello. And you get this, like, dun, dun, dun moment. It's really fun. But, of course, he stutters, and he can't get out before she starts to think pepper he's going to attack him, her. And he, yeah, pepper sprays her. Breaking windows. Yeah, she throws, like, a rock or something and just breaks the window and crawls through it. It's like, ah! Not very elegantly. Like, she doesn't, like, have any balance about it she tumbles out of it and i'm like girl you getting all cut up your hands your thigh getting all cut That's up why she like, straight up makes noises like ah! yeah. <laughs> she's really giving it her all guys this performance is amazing runs to her jeep suv the gas you get those pump. beautiful like overhead shots yeah the that gas pump is still in the car by she the way she off. just takes off and so now bonnie tyler's still playing on the radio and she's all like calm down you're gonna be okay calm down you're just scared and then the lightning's flashing and you see someone every time the lightning flashes you get see more of like an outline of someone in the back <laughs> kind of rising, rising up, up. And you're like, oh, girl, turn around, just like the song says. Just like it's singing, girl, you got to do it. What are you doing? She sees in her rearview mirror, there's somebody behind, and they take an axe and just axe her head <laughs> off. And it would have been a great opportunity to see a head flying out the window, but we didn't get that. Instead, we just get the axe breaking the window. I found that to be interesting when I was listening to, or maybe it was when I... I can't remember if it was a commentary or if it was one of the special features on our Scream Factory disc, but um, they chose like to insinuate more of the gore. Even though this has an yeah. R rating, they didn't like go over the top. So all you see is that axe with the blood dripping. You yeah. don't get to see her head plop off. And but I agree. It, I think that would have been a, a neat shot because the <laughs> glass breaks. What if the head just? Well, and like you had said before, off microphone. Oh, no. Like, what a strange choice for the killer to chop her head off while she's driving. <laughs> yeah, like... Full speed. Not at a road. stop. We know it's raining. Like, what happened? Didn't they get in a really bad wreck? After? How brave of... Well, yeah, and we'll bring this up towards or the she end, jump too. up the front and, like, get control of the wheel. Did she push her foot down on the brake, you I'm, know, or something? Who knows? We, we don't know. I, I guess... It's determined that they live because they keep going on <laughs> they their keep rampage. But okay, so she gets de decapitated. Next scene is Pendleton University, the coffee shop, kind of like the union, the cafe area where everybody comes and to hang it's out. It's supposed to be the same night and maybe just a few minutes after. Oh, yes, honey. That's what I was just. It's saying we're gonna bring this back up at the end yeah, because it's questionable. Well, let me just say right here, right now, someone sitting there uh -huh. is the killer. Oh no! How could it be? <laughs> so, how did that killer? Speed of light. One chop someone's head off in a full speeding car and then make it back to campus in like 20 seconds. I don't know. My drift. I don't. I like, how can they be there if they're there? Yeah, I received your drift. I put. It <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got it. 
<laughs> okay, but, okay, good. So, yeah, you bring up somebody that we're about to introduce is the killer. We're not going to tell you who it is yet. You got to wait till the end. Rebecca Gayhart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I could be lying. So you'll never know till we get to the end. Oh gosh. Okay. I, I kind of also suspect that most people that listen to our podcast have seen these movies, right? Yeah. Well, if I'm not, hoping that's so. fine. And I hope we give you the experience of seeing these movies. <laughs> if if we are your first take on a, on one of these movies, we love it. then that is balls to the walls, amazing. Yeah. Crazy. I love it. Yeah, we love and you. Then if you never watch the movie after. We love you even more. <laughs> our crowning achievement right there. Okay, so, yeah. So we're in the little, like, cafe union at Pendleton's University. And it this film was pre- predominantly, the, all of the campus shots were done in Ontario. And it's the same campus that they use for a few other horror movies around the same, like, five-year time span. I read that, like, somewhere. I thought that was interesting that, like, other movies that potentially you see and were also filmed there. One of them had Joshua Jackson in it, too, was a thing. Oh, that's funny. Well, oh, was it the skeleton key or, like... Yeah, bones or skulls and... Skulls and bones or skulls. I think the movie is called Skulls, yeah. Yes, damn it, queen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're getting there. Okay. So here we are. We're at the university. And um, a fun little fact is like when they, uh, when the camera kind of zooms in on one of the little flags that has the state court, not the state, the university crest. Yeah, the It has the insignia. It's on Latin. It tells you who the killer oh, it's like is. The best friend, yeah, right? it's yeah. The best friend. Mm-hmm. The best friend did it. Yeah. But it's on Latin, so oh, I love that. You know Latin. Mm-hmm. But if you know Latin, you're sitting there. You might have just gotten a big spoiler. And, been like, and what? that was the whole movie ruined for you, or did you still feel like you're like you... I'm being punished for being smart for knowing Latin? Yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. It was a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we're in the cafe, and we're introduced to a ring of characters. They're yeah. sitting around it's talking all, it's about... It's pretty much everyone we already told you about. It's, um, they're sitting around talking about their own urban legend at the school, which is the Stanley... Hexler Hall. Or... Stanley Hall Massacre. I'm way <laughs> off. Hexler? Where did I get Hexler? Uh, because one of the professor's names is Wexler. Wexler, okay. And you I just turned into Hexler. trying to be a bitch, so... Um, Always trying to yeah, be a use, bitch. Use born a bitch, use a bitch. Okay. So it's Parker Riley played by that Michael Rosenbaum yes. guy. So Parker's telling the story. It's the urban legend takes place 25 years ago. And it's about a campus professor who kind of goes crazy. Busts into a dormitory hall, Stanley Hall. Yeah. And murders all of the first floor Except occupants. For one. There's one survivor. Only one sole survivor. One sole survivor. And it's not Mr. We'll, Josh. We'll tell you who it <laughs> is later. Yeah, it wasn't me this time. It wasn't Mr. Josh. Uh, that wasn't who it was. Okay, so the other people that are sitting there are our final girl, Natalie, who's played by Alicia Witt. Her bestie above the resty, Brenda. Brenda. Then we've got, um, well, we heard, they were listening over the radio to Sasha. To Sasha. But then isn't Sasha there? She shows up a little bit later. Okay, because then they're all talking yeah. about, like, yeah. 
but who shows up while they're talking about the urban legend Jared is Leto. Jared Leto's character, who he's Paul, and he um, is the school reporter for he the school like paper. He acts like a gorgeous outcast. Like, he, he just does. stands. He just is he always is. kind of like put upon. Well, he is, Josh. I sympathize <laughs> with him. I too am a I, gorgeous outcast. I am. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame what happens to him in this movie, and I cry every time I see him enter the dean's office. Oh, oh gosh, that dean. Is that so dean. Mean to him. Okay, so, and okay, in this moment when he's telling the story about like how the Stanley Hall massacre happens, we notice that the dynamic between Paul and Parker is they kind of like to one up each other, and you know, Paul's like, if you're gonna tell the story right, that's really what happened. And the Parker guy's like, that doesn't make any difference to the part of the story that I'm trying to get to. He's like, we're just trying to have fun, dick. Get out of our bassnatch. Brenda and Natalie go ahead and walk to their dormitory. Well, I thought they go... And they go... Yeah. And they decide to stop by Stanley Hall. And they're like, why are we here? Let's do Bloody Mary. Because we hear that if you do Bloody Mary at Hexler Hall... I'm just kidding. I'm saying Hexler. Hall. <laughs> I have to call it that again. At Stanley Hall, then Bye. your tampon will fall out bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will slap you in the face and call you Mary. <laughs> <laughs> they actually never really say, do they, what will happen? No. Or they're like the spirit of... Some, no, I, I have no idea. But we, you get kind of a lame jump scare of Joshua Jackson and his like pubic hair... Oh my god! Facial hair. Wait. And they, they, even, they even call that out too, and make fun of his facial hair. But in the commentary on the Screen Factory disc, they talk about how he was only like 19 when they were filming. You totally made it seem like he exposes his pubic, pubic hair. hair. It is like pubic hair. It is like pubic hair. It's like fucking gross. Like shit. And he's like 19. And he's got like his like, frosted blonde tips. Yes. Oh my god, that sun didn't and hair. Didn't we all? Didn't yeah. we all have that in 1998, 99? So we get that little jump scare. Um, I didn't. Um, my, I did. my mom wouldn't let me bleach my hair. Oh, we would. Not only would we use sun in, but we heard like... If you used lemon juice and conditioner and put it mixed it with water in a bottle and like laid out, and we would do that, but it basically just turned your hair orange. Like oh my god, really. it was like a hair urban legend. A hair urban legend. Oh my gosh. Oh my you god, could, that's crazy. Oh my god, you could bleach your that's hair. Insane. With lemons and conditioner. You just take the conditioner and then you just pour the lemon in there and you put it in your hair and next thing you know you're orange. <laughs> that's just how it works. Try it. Try it. You're going to love it. it. I swear to God. Oh, you're going to love it. Do it. I love when you become like New York-ish. I go ish. It's, yeah, it's a terrible, like. Or is it Boston, New England? It's a ignorant, oh I don't God. know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's what it is. We, now we're kind of, we get we, the Joshua Jackson character set up. What, what's his name? Brody? Damon. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking it all up. <laughs> That's like not even in this. Oh, it's not even close. It's not. Okay, so <laughs> Damon, shit. Yeah, so he's kind of a prankster. We get that. He's like, see you guys in class. Um, and then Natalie. 
gets one last little show before she goes to bed. Oh my god, she opens her door <laughs> and her roommate, Tosh, is like getting it from behind. <laughs> but she's played by Danielle Harris in an amazing like goth look. <laughs> She is going to pound town. Going to pound. She's got her corset on. She has heavy white makeup, black lipstick. She's like, turn she's, the fucking lights off, bitch. Yeah, she's getting it doggy style. And Natalie, you're busting. Like, she obviously didn't have the sock on the doorknob. Like, I, I want to say it's Tasha's fault. Like, yeah. if you're sharing a room and you're getting banged, Make sure your roommate doesn't come in yeah. by like signaling. And you know what? If you know your roommate's gonna come, like spray some air freshener. No one's like wants... nobody wants to smell that bedusty. No, it's no. like I'm sure you're over there fucking until you smell it, but like <gasps> spray some air freshener so I don't have to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I smell it, you just smell fuck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So she's like, oh shit, I'm just gonna go to bed, turn the lights off, put my headphones in, go sleep. And listen to the music that I eventually will record in studios. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's now a. Um, uh, she's well, a plays piano. She's like a singer songwriter. Yeah. She's a singer songwriter. Yeah, right now during COVID, she's been doing a lot of like uh, concerts and stuff online. Yes. So yes. follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. I just think it's funny because like that music is exactly what now she is performing. Yeah. It's just that kind of like, um, like breathy, yeah, like just. Um, I'm a vegan and, I'll lay down and I'm an artist. See in the clouds of melancholy meadow. It's like that, okay? Yeah. So she goes to bed. She wakes up next day and heads to class at. Wexler's uh, it's like a folklore and urban legends class which I did not I don't why, know there's something why not? so detailed you're like oh of course so cause... is Pendleton known for their like well, he's stu the... studies of mm -hmm. <clears throat> Professor Wexler is world renowned for folklore and, and everyone wants to take his class everybody it's in a humongous like and of course, today's lecture, lecture that they're in is like spot on to what yeah. it needs to be for the movie. It's like urban legends and very specifically... He's up there giving a slideshow talking about urban legends and here comes prankster Brody Damon. <laughs> and he does the whole pop rocks and soda thing. Soda thing. Urban legend. You know, apparently if you mix pop rocks and soda, it makes your stomach explode. And apparently. So, apparently. That's why. I've never tried it because I don't want my stomach to explode. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't even dare. But he does it and he fakes it. He acts like he, he dies on stage. Oh, yes. And Robert England, who is playing Professor Wexler, is giving all these fierce, like, over-the-glasses looks at the performance. Like, he's got glasses. This, this is one of my favorite looks that people do with their glasses is when they put it at the very tip of their nose. And they look down. And then they look, look over, over the, glass. the glasses. And you're like, bitch, what's on your face? It means they're an intellectual. It does. It, it's signaling intellectualism. They're like, sure. listen, I have these glasses, but sometimes I look over them. And they when don't I even look over them, them, it is a direct signal that I am much smarter than you are. I think you're a piece of shit. And I'm fierce. I'm fierce because they're just on the tip of my nose. They're not falling off. They're just the tip. He's like, I am a professor. Don't you see my glasses? This is the professor look right I here. I have them down and I'm looking over them. And I have my tweed jacket on and my loafers. 
and I have my three-button vest. I, I am a professor. Am Professor Wexler. I love that about Robert England, yeah. though. He is. We love him. We've met him a few times <laughs> at conventions, and he's just an angel sent from heaven. Serving us angel all day long, Robert. He takes time and talks to everybody. He even drew me a picture. Mm-hmm. He like, drew you a wonderful picture. He's amazing. He really is. Okay, but. After class, uh, the hallways and like the outdoor areas, all the gazebos, the patio areas are just a buzz because the paper's been released. The, the, the school paper, which, guys, I went to college, <laughs> Josh went to college, I barely I even read. Know who has a school paper? Like, does anybody read it? I'm trying to think of what like UCO's paper was called. Like, was it like, I don't even know. If you went to the University of Central Oklahoma, you let me know. What is the, the paper called? Josh, do you remember yours? No, I don't even Or maybe know it was like an emailed one. newsletter. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? But there are people, apparently this is a prestigious school known for, for its folklore yes. class and for journalism. Oh, for sure. Uh, homeboy Justine's daddy. Mm -hmm. Jerry Leto is very concerned about his career at the school. Yes. He's convinced that he doesn't have a career outside the school if it isn't for his career at the school. I mean, if he doesn't have success yes. while he's an undergrad... He's never going to have success. He won't have success outside of college, which I think is a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love how... Yeah, exactly. It's he's very an dramatic. undergrad, yeah. too. It's not... Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh... The reason why everybody's going crazy is because Paul has put this big, scandalous kind of like story spread about the recent murder of one of the college students there at Pendleton, Mancini. Michelle Mancini. And so this is when Alicia, Natalie, uh -huh. finds out that Mancini died. And then we start getting a connection. You realize, okay, because she knows her. May, yeah, yeah. Some it's like she's... all in the face right now. She's she's just acting um, maybe a little too disconnected from it. Like, like, oh my God. Oh, wow. That girl was alive and now she's dead. That's kind of initially how it is. But she also doesn't want to like be disrespectful about it. So when Paul comes over and is like, what do you guys think about my, my paper? You know, she's like, I... You shouldn't make light of someone's death. And <laughs> he's like, I'm not. I'm the only one reporting on it. It's like every, everybody else is making light of it because they're not mentioning it. Yeah. And he's right. And he's right because Reese, the security guard, played by Loretta Devine. By Loretta Devine, baby angel. She um, kind of reprimands him in a way as like, you don't be writing this stuff because we have the top-notch secure campus in America. And I am not going to let that prestigious reputation, you know. You're like, yeah, the school that apparently has like one cop for however many kids. Exactly. And... She's the only uh, security like campus police that you see the yeah. whole time. So I'm not convinced about their record. How safe it is. Exactly. So is this now she goes home and Tosh is, like, hooking up with someone online. Not yet. So, next thing you know, we're back at the cafe, and everybody's talking about the Michelle Mancini. Mancini. 
and Joshua we, Jackson's there now. He's hanging out with everybody. Yeah, and he's letting everybody know he's going on some ski trip and how uh, he thinks that that Michelle Mancini girl gives good head, making he's like get it, insensitive like jokes. I'm a dick. And Natalie kind of just like uh -huh. she goes back to her dorm room. And that's where Tosh is. And we see that Tosh likes to kind of be online. And she asks if she can, like, use the phone. Because you have to share the phone line with the internet at this it, time. Yeah, this is 1998. We're still in dial-up. So she's like, it, can I use the phone? And that pisses Tosh off. She's like, you know, it's my phone line, too. Stomps off. She checks her voicemails. And it's Natalie's mom. Natalie's mom's like, oh, my gosh. Did you hear about Michelle? Michelle? This is tragic oh god like, uh, and then we see like flashbacks where she pulls the yearbook yeah, out and there she is like cheerleaders with me. their co-captains yeah. of the cheerleading team and you're like wait you know her as in you guys were best fucking friends knows her yeah what the hell why weren't you a little bit more upset and uh so she's like going down memory lane when damon knocks on her dorm door and is like Hey, you want to uh, go? It was like a party or something. You want to go to a party with me? And she's all looking down and sullen. Like, no, I'm just really sad. He's like, well, do you want to go somewhere and talk? I'm a really good listener. I mean, my wiener's really big. <laughs> my dick has good ears for listening. And you can get real close to it if you just put half of it in your mouth. <laughs> I'll, it'll listen to everything you have to say. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, that sounds good. Take me to this weird forested area right outside the university and park your car in it. And again, it's like, and you know, we get the setup of the urban legend right here of the guy and the girl at a lonely spot in the woods necking. And well, lover's lane and lover's lane. Stuff. One of them has to get out, use the bathroom, and then they hear scratching and the, the person inside the car gets scared and they find out their boyfriend or whatever's hanging. Yes, on, and like the feet are dangling on the top Making of the... Scratching. Yes. So that's what's about to go in play here. And so, but instead we get <laughs> Joshua Jackson and Alicia Witt. And he's like, I'm a really good listener. Tell me, you know, what happened. So she tells him, I knew Michelle Mancini and like divulges how. And he's like, oh, wow, that's deep. And he's just trying to get her pants. So he's like... You know, I had someone close to me die. It was my girlfriend, but she told me I should go on living, and so I just gotta live my life. Yeah. It, it's it was ridiculous. She ends up punching him because yeah. she gets so offended the way he's treating her, and then he's like, "Well, damn it, I'm gonna go pee." I gotta pull my wiener out because I wanted to pull my wiener out, but I wanted you to put your bath on it. But I'll it's just like, go put my wiener out there. And yeah. Regardless, I gotta get my wiener out. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm step not gonna out feel right if I don't get my wiener out. <laughs> She's like, do what you gotta do, okay? Yeah, pull your wiener out, boo. You so pull it. He pulls out his wiener. And, and in um, the meantime, he gets someone from behind, chokes him out. Chokes him out. Now, we're just gonna suspend belief at the end, guys, with this reveal and who it is. Yeah, because somehow some elaborate pulley system with the car over a, tr a tree branch. And Essentially dead weight, you know, being hoisted up. Like, how on did she get him over? The, like, I don't get it. So... I, when I was watching it, I noticed that, like, he gets pulled up because she, she reveals, uh, or, Nat, so Natalie is sitting in the car. She gets out to try to find Damon, 
and then instead she kind of gets attacked slightly by the killer she gets into the car and she starts to take off and that pulls him up yeah, it's like starts then, hanging him. And starts hanging him, but then, you know, she backs up because the kill something about the killer, she doesn't know that what she's doing is causing yeah, damage. Yeah, the killer to, comes up and like stands on the car, kicks the wind the windshield in. And he's doing that that uh, you know, like his feet are dangling, hitting the top of the yeah, of the car, car and he's like, Don't Don't go Don't go and but she does she, gotta she, gets, go. she gets scared and she drives off and hangs him. And then Damon she, dead. Yeah, and then she ends up like the killer is like at one point on top of the car, bashing in the window. Then it, he, the killer, falls off the car, gets back up because they're invincible. They're the killer, uh-huh. and Alicia Witty run, or no, Alicia. <laughs> she is very witty. Yeah, sure. Alicia Witt runs out. Natalie runs out into the forest area, goes back to campus, yeah, finds she, the one security the, guard. Right at the bottom, she's like, my friend has been killed. And- he's dead! He's dead! He's dead! That's what she does. She's really good at being hysterical. And the right at the bottom's like, bitch, I'm just sitting here watching some old... Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Leave me alone. And so she has to follow her out there, and of course there's nothing there anymore. And Loretta Devine is in disbelief. It's like, honey, you sure you know what you're talking about? Are you sure he's not just playing a prank on you because you wouldn't put out? Are you just sure? He, I know he wanted to take his wiener out. And you wouldn't let him. And and I just know it because I know all of them, and they love taking their wieners out. Like, <laughs> if they have a wiener, they take the wiener out and they show the wiener. She's like, girl, you didn't let him take the wiener out. So you didn't let the display of the wiener happen. That's bad news. So you got left here and abandoned and now you wish he was dead. You gotta let him take the wiener out. She's like, (laughs) are you serious? I'm gonna go to bed, wake up the next morning, not talk about this with anybody else until I meet all my friends in the cafe and then tell them about... There's, uh, You know, I have to admit, there's a lot of like boring, sitting around just talking scenes. Either in the cafe or the character's like, I need to talk to you. Let's go talk. There's a lot of exposition. Oh, that's the one thing about this movie that kills me. There's a lot of like, let's just talk. Let's go look this up in the library. Yes, that talk. Then talk and look at the library book and talk and I get ya. There's a lot of talk. Not that I'm against dialogue, but it's no joke a lot of like, can I can I steal you for a minute? You know, like can we talk? But she's trying, Natalie's trying to tell all of the friends, like, this happened to Damon and I last night, but the friends are like, no, he went on his ski trip, that's why I can't get a hold of him, he plays pranks all the time, he has a blow-up doll, no, 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 gaslight you, gaslight you, this didn't happen. He's fine. You're fine. He's fine. We're all fine. He went on a ski trip. Here's my take the wiener out, so he left and went skiing. (laughs) Wiener, wiener, wiener. Just makes sense, right? Um, so Natalie's like, you know what? Um, I think I'm gonna have to like go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's go look up stuff. So she goes and checks out the Encyclopedia of Urban Legends because that exists. She has a fun jump scare with Tara Reed. Yes, who is at the library to check out a Karma Sutra book. She's which like, is look then... at these old illustrations of people having sex. Look at that. Look at that illustrated penis. This illustrated penis wiener right here (laughs) um but what i also like okay so she checks out that encyclopedia of urban legends pulls out the little 
tab where you used to check your book out and they'd stamp it or write your name. And Damon's name is written in the little in index of like people that have checked out the yeah. book recently. It's a furthering the like, oh, is he playing a prank? <clears throat> what is he not? What the fuck? We don't know. Okay. So while we're at the library with Natalie, Tosh is t IMing some goth guys on <laughs> the local like, chat. She's even specifically like, are there any goth guys on campus looking to hook up? Who wants to fuck? Yeah. I want to fuck. Must wear dark eyeliner. You must wear nipple rings. And powder your face, white. And kind of have the look of the crow about you. <laughs> that, okay, so... She's got somebody who wants to hook up with her. She's like, oh, great. Tell me your room. Um, and they're kind of teasing her. She's, She's like, like, where are you? Well, I'm going to go get ready. Let me know what, what room, room to go in. to. Yeah. yeah, what room are you in? But what I love about her going to get ready is she takes, like, her whole shower caddy, her yeah. makeup thing, and then <laughs> walks across the hall. Because if it's a dorm, you don't have, like, your own bathroom. So she walks across the hall to the, like, shareable bathroom. And then just apply some more black lipstick. I mean, girl didn't even, and like, powder her puss. That is not getting ready. And why do you not have, like, a compact mirror that you can put your lipstick on? Or even that just You've got your ass up and, and, like, went across. Obviously, guys, a lot of it is, like, situational. We need her to leave so the killer can get in her room. And so she can come back and see <laughs> that it says, yours. Like, I'm in your room. It's. And she's like, what? So then, much. Of this. Up from behind? Yep. From behind. Again, she likes it from behind. Yep. It starts to strangle her in the bed, takes the lights, turns them off, and... Uh, Natalie comes Natalie in. Natalie comes in, and it looks like, you know, some hanky-panky's going on, and she's already just learned like her lesson. Yep, yeah, just so. like before. And Josh told her to leave the fuck alone, so she's going to leave the fuck sorry, alone. Sorry, girl. I interrupted you, and I'm, like, really sorry. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm super sorry. I'm going to put my music on now. Good night. She's like, but, Tosh, it doesn't smell like you're medicine. We just, like, yeah, as she's drifting <laughs> off to sleep, she's like... I smell iron. I don't smell badizzy. <laughs> because I say she smells iron because when she She's wakes blood. up, there's like this pool of blood and then she looks above her bed and there's this sign, like this, it written in blood, a like, note that says, aren't you glad you didn't turn the lights on? And she finds like, ah! Tosh with her wrist slit and which, I, I don't really know how to explain that because I thought like if you killed somebody and then you cut them that they didn't bleed out but, well, or maybe she something was, about maybe like, she wasn't completely dead when he choked her. that's true that's true thanks for that thanks yeah. so much guys. i used to be a coroner yes um, your days on ncis are really paying <laughs> off oh man i love when you just come up with something real quick yeah i like, came up with that they really weren't fast. they weren't dead i came up that really fast so she goes and tells the one security person that Pendleton University can afford and um, next thing you know I do have to stop and tell everybody that we are getting on Highway 69 oh shit <laughs> hell yeah sexy time <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh well that was it's, it's, it's not sexy. a rough start on this yeah. Highway 69 
69 just damn near put me out of commission. <laughs> it's trying to like fuck our tires up. It's trying to be like, girl, oh you're God. not gonna walk How 69 take care of our sound booth? Oh my goodness. Okay, we go now. Oh, are we? I don't know. I would, guys, I've been walking. The transition from Interstate 40 to Highway 69, 69 was not a smooth transition. No, it's going to have you Ugh. walking side to side for a while. Anyways. Okay, so. We didn't get 69. We got fucked just then. That's Damn. right. Oh, spe- speaking of, so, um, so she goes and tells adults, hey, Tasha's dead in my room. And the reason why I didn't think she was being murdered is because one time I walked in on her having sex, and so I didn't turn the lights on, and now there's this note, and the dean and Reese, the security guard, that's all we get all the time. The adults are those two people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, guess what? She committed suicide. Her <laughs> her wrists were slit. Yeah. She's like, wait, What? She wrote the note of it. Like, like, yeah, it's a morbid kind of suicide note. It's crazy. Go with it, okay? Like, <laughs> just we don't want to do any extra work. It's Friday. Got the paperwork involved, girl. It's about to be the weekend. <laughs> I'm really just She's like there's a Foxy Brown marathon on. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Foxy Brown. I do love that she's sitting there. There is a scene where uh, Reese, the security guard, is kind of like. Line by line, uh, saying uh, the Foxy Brown, Pam Greer's like... It was the last scene when Natalie runs in on her, like, oh! She's like, oh my gosh, got her gun out. It's hilarious. Okay, so Paul's waiting outside the dorm room because he wants to catch Natalie, see if she'll say anything about Tosh, slash check on her, but no, mainly the first point. He's always, like, trying to hunt for the story. And, and Natalie's, like, just very sad. Very, like, everybody I know is dying. And no one will believe me when I tell them that this is how I just naturally look when I'm crying. And I get why people maybe don't like Natalie. I mean, she's a little melancholy. She's very, a little bit serious. She's always just like this. Like, not even not crying. It's in the middle. It's when you... It's always like this. Why? Okay. I'm hurting my own voice. Where are we at in this movie? This movie is crazy. There's just so much. Okay, Tosh. Uh, Tosh just died. Tosh just died. I'm like, now which scene of them talking are we going to? Paul and Paul and Natalie. She finally is like, okay, let me tell you a little bit about, like, why I think that these are urban legends. Because accidentally, I might have accidentally killed somebody accidentally using an urban legend, but just accidentally. We were just playing a trick and they killed themselves, kind of. Like, they got fricked out. It was almost like they committed suicide, but they didn't because I accidentally killed them. We ran them off the road. Accident. But it was an accident. It's totally an accident. I mean, it was kind of, it was more their fault. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so they hit the library for the evidence of Stanley Hall Massacre, and they can't find any newspaper clippings, and so they're like, fuck that, we're going... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out and they happen upon the janitor while they're leaving the library and they're like hey janitor guy how long have you worked here and he's like um forever 
like just real vague and they're like okay can you tell us about the stanley hall massacre he's like no but you should go see wexler yeah so the, that's they what they do wexler. they go see wexler he's not there so they do what anybody else would do and wait for his office hours to begin they bust into his <laughs> office. They bust and they're like, we're going to find clues. And they find the same jacket that the killer wears. That, that's a popular jacket, apparently, in this college town. We'll it is. Out. And it's the jacket is black, but it has fur trim it's around it. It's like a big it. parka, yeah, and with the fur trim. And they're, they're like, they wear like black pants, black steel-toed boots, and um, the reason why there was a jacket is that they were going to place this in wintertime. Yeah, it was really going to be in the snow. They just didn't have uh, the budget. The budget, yeah. Even that. though they had like a $14 million budget, which was nicer sized for movies being, horror movies being churned out at that time. Okay, so we've got them and they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're in Wexler's office. Oh, there's a hidden room in Wexler's office. Like, he has a <laughs> hidden room? He got, oh, so he's the professor that got the hidden office in his room. And that's... Or the hidden room in his office. And so they go in there, they find an axe. It's completely cleaned, but of course, we know it looks like the axe from the killings. That must also be a popular axe. That's... In the meantime, while all these killings are happening... We do get news references, like we see people, news reporters, who are talking about the Michelle Mancini murder and how they have apprehended the gas station attendant. And you're like, oh, it wasn't him. And so, like, I think that is, again, another reason why there aren't too many authorities involved, because they thought that they had gotten the killer, and so... They think it's all isolated. Yeah, like Tosh and Michelle have nothing to do with each other because that guy's already been caught and she, it looks like she killed herself. And we can't find the Damon guy, but he said he was on vacation at some ski resort, so it's before cell phones, guys. It makes sense. Or there were cell phones, but they weren't as popular. Yeah, it makes sense because you have to, well, we're all assuming that Pendleton is very isolated and they do make it seem like it's surrounded by a lot of mm-hmm. woods, forests, areas. There's a big river and stuff. So, <clears throat> anywho, so they get in trouble for breaking into the office because Professor Wexler catches them and was like, okay, you're going to the dean. And the dean takes Paul off the paper and is like, I can't believe we didn't realize that you have a criminal record. And she's like, oops. Oops, sorry. So, again, there's just a lot of... There's just, there's so much just minutiae, I feel like, in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of build-up to this, like, frat party that gets mentioned at the beginning, but, you know, it yeah. doesn't take place until the end, or towards the end, the same night that everything else kind of goes down, and we're not even in that day yet. Like, there's other hunts that are going to happen, but... So the Dean, next thing you know, Natalie goes to the pool to find Brenda, who's on the swim team. And this is one of those scenes that just doesn't make sense. It's like middle of the day, Brenda's swimming, and in comes somebody with that Parker, that Parker, or what did I go? Oh, it's God. like a jacket Parker, yeah, uh, yeah Parker. The fur trim. And you're like, why are they coming? One, because the movie's not set in winter anymore, so you're kind of like, why is this person wearing full-on Parker with coming into the swimming pool. And every indoor swimming pool I've ever been in is kind of humid and like why would you wear a jacket in there? So 
just one of those like for the sake of having a scary moment because we realize that the movie's quite boring right now we're gonna throw we're gonna <laughs> throw, throw this in and so you get this moment of tension we're like oh my god the killer is gonna get brenda and then natalie sees it and is freaking out she's trying to she breaks a window there's a lot of just like freaking out breaking windows yeah she tries to break a window to get Brenda's attention and then the person takes the hood off and it's just a girl re- getting ready to go swimming like, with her them. boots on. Yeah, I didn't And long understand. black pants so and strange. huge heavy coat. But she has her, her swimsuit on too. It's yeah. just strange. Okay, <laughs> so, but this was the build up to uh, Natalie telling Brenda about why she's been acting the way she has been because she actually did know the Michelle girl and they killed somebody ran him off the road using the highway gang initiative. Like yeah, the flash somebody that doesn't have their high beams on. Or like their lights on at all. Yeah. They'll turn around and try to run you off the road. It's like a gang initiation or something. And Brenda's just like, oh wow, okay. That's crazy. Um bye. Like I don't there's not a lot in that reveal. It's just kind of a wasted scene. Like, Wow. Yeah. Sorry, girl. Sorry. That's a lot. You got a lot on your shoulders. Bye. Um, <laughs> but now we're at the party, right? Almost. The oh, dean God. dies. The, this is uh, a good one. This so, is a good hold scene. on. Yeah, this is a good one. So the dean is telling uh, Reese, the security guard, hey, I'm about to leave to go to whatever place I live. I won't be here all weekend. Don't you dare call the parents or the police. Everything is fine. Um, that Damon kid is off just skiing. You just hunker down. I'm seeing you goodbye. And then he gets his Achilles cut. <laughs> we get a parking garage scene. Nothing good ever happens in a parking garage in a horror movie, right? Yeah, that is the place for shit to go and down. So as he's about to get into his car, he gets his Achilles tendon like sliced open. Slit! Immediately just starts bleeding everywhere and he's you know, disabled. Yes. And is crawling, trying to get away. The killer sets, like, turns the car on. The release brake, yeah. the brake, because I guess it's going down a hill. Or, yeah, yeah, or maybe it's like a stick shift. I know you always have to put the brake on for a stick shift. But, uh, yeah, and he gets caught on the, like, tire spikes in a parking garage. You know, you don't ever back up. It'll, you know, give you a flat tire. Well, pops his ass. Pops his ass. Bam, bitch. I like this scene because that uh, that's sl- slicing of the Achilles, that's such a visceral, like, you... It's one of the most gruesome kills in the movie. Because like you said earlier, the director went out of his way not to show a lot. Yeah, so um, to see this is... Owie mowie! And it's very homage to Pet Cemetery. Yes. With the, this film is just kind of chock full of little, oh, we wanted to tip our hats here. We want to tip our hats there. Tipper? Tipper Gore? Tip what? <laughs> um, and I do also like that scene because it has a cool moment where the killer comes out from under the car real swiftly. And I don't know what it is about that movement that I have this like little goosebumps on the back of my neck. Like, <laughs> that's he's like, scary. He's like, <laughs> slithering very out. Very agile. I was under the car and I got out fast. And I'm fast. Slice your ankle open, bitch. Um, Paul finds like a little love letter from the janitor that is. We're on the loudest roads. We are. I'm and I'm trying to like talk over the roads, guys. So I apologize if it's windy and we're like in construction zones. Are like bump, 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 bump. 
crazy. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Paul's sorry, too. It can't he, be helped. He just takes the newspaper clipping he gets from the janitor that proves that Professor Wexler that the Stanley Hall the, yeah, the Stanley Hall massacre is real and that Professor Wexler is the sole survivor of it and that's why he has a job at the university because he's got to keep his mouth shut because he's a bitch. And they are going to have their massacre party. Yep, so Paul races to the massacre party and is like, oh my god, that's like a perfect place for him to just have a rampage. I gotta go tell everybody. And Natalie's there, so he tells Natalie and they have like a moment where they're sitting on this like staircase and making eyes at each other and they kiss but Brenda's been liking on Paul through the whole movie. She gets, and She gets in her field. Yeah, she even like has mentioned it several times to Natalie like, Paul's blue eyes are gorgeous and I can't wait to sit on his face okay. and um, things like that. Yeah, so said all that. All those things were said and so she is crying on outside somewhere. We see her she's leave. Like, he's you're going to sit on his face. And I'm not going to get to sit on his face. Like, why don't I ever get to sit on someone's face? It's always you. <laughs> so they talk. And she's like, you know what? You're right. And she goes out and cries. And Parker, the frat, the guy that told the urban legend at the beginning, I feel like he, we haven't talked about him a lot, but that Michael Rosenbaum guy. Yes. So he's like the frat guy. And he loves his dog, Hootie. And he's been taking him around the party, like, giving him beer, bong shots and stuff. It's ridiculous. But he gets a phone call that's very reminiscent of Scream. That's like, you're next, basically. And But doesn't Sasha happen first? No. Because Natalie leaves before Michael Rosenbaum is about to have his situation, right? Because I thought okay. Natalie hears Sasha on the radio, like, starting to get attacked. Yeah, okay. So those things happen literally back to back. Um, so Sasha leaves to go to the party and then he gets the phone call that he's get, like Sasha leaves to go to the radio station and then Parker gets the phone call or no Paul shows up tells him like you got to break the party up every you know there's a killer on the loose and, and then Natalie hears on the radio like Sasha starting to get like she hears her scream. Or yes, right. she gets attacked at the radio station by the killer. That's a great. And chase scene. that is like one of the only like true kind of like chase sequences that we have, where she runs through a large amount of the radio complex, and she has her headset on and her mic pack. So yeah, it's a fun can... setup because first she has her back against the window, and you see her like the engineer in the radio station like getting killed behind her and she turns around and it's all black she's like hello then she goes up to the window you know that's separating her from the engineer and all of a sudden there's the killer and he breaks through with that axe and starts chasing her around yep and Natalie in the nick of time shows up just to see her get axed like yeah. she she sees... Um, After a really good chasing, like they're running up and down, she's dropping from things, she's taking the elevator back up, mm -hmm. she's, it really is the best kind of, really suspense scene in the film. And Tara Reid did her own stunts for it too, mm. which is kind of neat. Um, and she made sure her titties did their own stunts too. Right, yes. She she had on like... Every bounce pretty... is hers. Every bounce is hers, yeah. And she had on like those kind of like stiletto looking boots. So she was running in some high heels and selling us them screams. And she's 
broadcasting them on the radio. Like everybody, Reese is in her cop car driving around and she can hear Sasha dying. And anyway, so Sasha dies and then that Parker guy gets a call from the killer and he's like, oh, I know this one. You're trying to tell me that the killer's coming from the house and the call's coming from inside the house. And he's like, nope, this is the one where the lady microwaves her wet dog. And he runs to the microwave and it's a payoff. It's not really, yeah. (laughs) You get the point of view from inside the microwave at first. And you don't get, like, a. it's not too graphic, but you see, like, guts and... Nastiness and blood. Yeah. But then the camera quickly like goes out of the microwave. It's like out of the microwave. Yeah. And into his face, and he's all pissed. He's screaming. He runs upstairs like he's gonna vomit in the toilet. And then the killer, very quickly, getting from the radio station to his place. (laughs) Yeah. Jumps out of the uh, closet or the shower. Cr- I can't can't remember. It sticks like one of those snake things. Yeah, like Drano. Yeah. Uh, Drano pipes. Like if you're in the bathroom and you need to like unclog your drain. Yeah, it's not like a snake. Pours, it. Yes, yeah. pours pop Drano, rocks and yeah. Drano, uh, and he dies on the toilet. And I don't actually know what that's from. Yeah. What urban legend that is, unless the Pop Rocks was, was supposed the to be urban, the Yeah, because they urban tie legend. him up, you know, he wakes up, and then the guy shoves the thing, or the guy. <laughs> the <laughs> killer. The killer. Yeah. The killer. The, the, killer, the killer kills kill. again. Yeah. The killer kills him. Killer kills him. Killer's going on quite a rampage. Um, Guys, he was killed by the, the killer. Killed by the killer. The dean, um, who is dead, is found by... Um, Oh, wait, no. Yes. She finds that blood where the Dean had been, but then she also finds Sasha. She's called the police, but then there's this big thunderstorm that happens conveniently, and so the power gets knocked out, and 911 services, they can't come out because there's so many other calls going on, which is another just classic 911 horror movie move. Yeah, sorry. All the lines are down. It's, like, strange in a way. I've never, um, um, thankfully, I've, that's never happened to anybody that I know. They call 911 and... When I lived in L.A., so if you have, I had to call 911 one time after a car accident. And you have to wait on hold sometimes <laughs> in L.A. Like, legit wait on hold for that's, 911 in L.A. That makes but sense. There's a lot of people maybe there. Maybe not, like, sorry, the power lines are down. Like, able to get in tonight. We're not going to come out at all. You've reported dead bodies but we can't make it. Sorry. We're blocked off. um, So Natalie and Paul um, they find Brenda who's like, oh, where have you guys been? Like, I've been doing this and you've been doing that. Okay, let's go find help. And they're in the in Paul's car and Natalie keeps like saying like, it smells in here. It smells weird. They go to a gas station yeah. to call for help, and it's when they're when Paul goes yeah. into the gas station that yeah. <laughs> they have like a little heart to heart of like, look, if you like him, you can have him. You, you can sit on his face. It's That's okay. okay. Like I can get my pussy rubbed elsewhere. Wait, She's like, Damn it, it I swear smells I... like pussy in here, girl. Like rotting pussy. Wait, let's get Where's on. that smell coming I think it's from? Coming out. 
I think it's coming from the back of the car. Let's go and look. I I think we should get out. Let's, let's look. Let's get out and look. And then they reveal, like, under some sheet, uh, or not sheet, blanket, that it's Wexler. Professor Wexler. And so now they're like, oh, shit, Paul is a murderer because we have a dead man in the back of Paul's car. So they just take off for it. And Paul sees, sees them. There's, yeah. like, you know, that moment where they look at each other through the glass. The glass. Oh. He's inside paying and stuff, and they just book it. And They're both running again through this wooded area yeah. right by the university so they can get back to campus and we hear Brenda screaming. They get split up. Then we hear Paul and we're like, oh no, something must have happened to Brenda. Natalie runs her ass right into the road and there's this truck that pulls up and it's the janitor and she's like, oh my gosh, oh, take no. me back to campus. And then she sees the parka jacket in his truck, so she's like trying to get out. And that's what I mean. It's a popular coat. Like, it's very popular. Everyone is wearing it. I think literally it's the only jacket that's sold because, in the okay, area. Because, okay, the killer wears it. Yes. The... Swimsuit girl. Swimsuit girl, Wexler, Wexler. and then now the janitor now all the... have the same coat. Oh, you betcha. That at least shows you that... Must have been on sale like at Old Navy that I was just about to say. Shows you there must have been a sale at Ross, but oh man... <laughs> We're like on the same wavelength. Okay, so the, anyways, she's in the truck with the janitor, and the janitor's like, What the hell? And she's like, Just let me out. Oh my God, let me out. She can't get the door open because child locks. And um, then they see a, a car. It's Paul's car. And it doesn't have the lights on. And he's like, Let me signal to them. And she's, she's like, like, No! But it's too late. He flashes his high beams at them. And that car whips around. She's like, shit, it's the killer. Oh, no. And uh, killer does what killer does. Runs. Runs him off the road. On this very narrow bridge. Is this where the car... Yeah. Yeah. Or that, no, that's later. That, that's... Yeah. Well, but it's an embankment. Yeah. Yeah. So there... And there is a guardrail involved. But no, yeah. Later so, is the bridge. Yes. So the yeah. bridge is later. But yeah, there is a embankment with a guardrail. And anyways... The janitor guy dies, but of course, Natalie survives. She gets out of the truck, and then she's super close to campus. She finds a security call box that a lot of campuses have, and um, is trying to get a hold of somebody, but the... You know, the busy signal's happening because of the power situation. The power, the power line's down, guys. And it's then that she hears this screaming coming from Stanley Hall because that's where the call box is, is right next to Stanley Hall. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? The storm doesn't seem that bad. I mean, it's raining a lot. It doesn't even seem like there's high winds or I'm not even seeing that much lightning. Like, why are lines down? I, yeah, the exactly. The town can't handle rain. Pendletown can't handle... Pendle rain on Pendleton. <laughs> apparently. Pendle apparently. The girl okay, so she okay, so she hears the screams and she's like, Oh, I'm I I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna save Brenda and climbs through some open when it's all boarded up, but she fits her ass through some window area and she's going up the floors to like oh, the second lag, or like, third oh, floor. She's like going in rooms and rooms and rooms. Mm. And then all of a sudden bodies start falling out. There's Damon and his hey, dead like body. Pretty much everybody that has been killed in this movie is now like has been put in some kind of position for Natalie to stumble upon. And I'm like, is that where the killer's been? It's like and an they... elaborate art installation. It's great. <laughs> I would love, before I murder you, please take a make, look at my accomplishments. You. you didn't die in vain. You will become a work of art. You, ooh, and then the House of Wax starts, and we just... <laughs> okay, so 
All right, let's get to, she gets into this room that's very candlelit. It's a, uh, there's draperies and candles and a bed in the middle and there's Brenda and she looks like she's passed out. She looks like she's been uh, tied up to the bedposts and Natalie goes to her bedside and is having this crying face <laughs> moment. Oh my friends. But Brenda rises up. It's so creepy till she rises up behind you. She's like, <laughs> she has these buggy eyes She's and the sinister like <laughs> stare, like the the smile. It's just like yeah. And she punches her out. Knocks yeah. her the fuck out. Like this girl has a a fucking Mortal Kombat punch. Yeah, she's like KO'd. Damn. So then it's the flip when she gains consciousness. Natalie is the one that's um what is that tied up to the bedpost mm -hmm. and Brenda is there and she's like haven't you figured it out you dumb bitch I'm a fucking murderer <laughs> she's like my big hair made me do it let me tell you I brought you a visual and she busts out this like slideshow yeah she set up like dead bodies like an art installation she has a slideshow ready to go this girl, like, did her work. She, yeah. She deserves to get away with it. I really don't me. know where she found the time, too. Because, like, how are you, like, putting I'm, all of these dead bodies in there? And on top of studying. Yeah, she had, like, all her finals. work in on time. Like, this girl's an overachiever. I hope she gets a lot of good scholarships to graduate school. Yeah. She's she's going places. She is going places. She's going straight to prison, I mean, hopefully. not even going to murder someone without making a report about it and putting on a whole project. And she has her best plans. Her public speaking skills are on point. Oh yeah, she does have the best like killer monologue ever. <laughs> like going on the the little tirade of uh why she is murdering everybody. Do you want to yeah. reveal it, Josh? Um it was her boyfriend. The love of her life. We we're gonna get married we were gonna after get we graduated high school. We were seventeen. Oh god The love of my life. You killed him, Natalie. How dare you you killed him. We were gonna be a family. So there you go. The guy that she ran off the road is Brenda's boyfriend. Brenda's Brenda's bow. dead boyfriend. Brenda's very dead, deceased boyfriend. Mm. So let's get this straight, guys. Brenda murdered multiple friends. Two the dean, the professor, and like Because she was mad at Natalie. All of that. Because <laughs> Natalie, as, you know, a 17-year-old, played a game she shouldn't have. And the result was a loss of life. Mm -hmm. So one life equals... Five. At I mean, at least. Yeah. Like, a lot. A doggy, too. She did too. the math right. She, she killed a doggy, too. Yeah. That's, that's the that's worst. That's kind of unforgivable. Yeah. Like, I, you can't come back. At least for me, you can't come back A couple, like, douchey frat guys, guys, whatever. Yeah, like, but that's adorable little bound dog to happen. in a microwave. Fuck He you, was Brenda. so cute. It, I wish I could, like, I, I, the breed is not coming to my mind, but it kind of reminds me of, like, a little schnauzer. A little terrier or something. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Loves a terrier. God loves a terrier. Yes, he does. If you've seen Best in the Show, you got that. If not, that was just a waste of five seconds for you. Then, okay. So, Brenda saved the best for last, and she would like Natalie to be 
the UL, the urban legend of the kidney heist. At this point, we're going into like Act Five or it's something of this. Insane. Movie. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point, like if you pause it, you're an hour and like forty-five minutes in. So you're like, shit. There's still fifteen minutes after this. <laughs> yes, because it it gets real drawn out. There's two interruptions. First, Reese, the security guard, busts in. She gets shot. Yeah, Brenda's after like a sliced um, Natalie a couple of times with oh, a scalpel. Yeah. She's like, we're gonna do the kidney. And uh, what, it's was it the kidney heist? I, I already said it. Oh, you already said yeah, that. Yeah, I just said. Guys, did she say heist? She, yes, I did. I don't believe Any, you. Anyways, so. <laughs> So she, uh, so Brenda's slicing her up, and thankfully, we have Reese, the single security guard of the entire campus of Pendleton University, who comes in and is like, Oh, hell no! No, you're not! You ain't gonna do that! And then, saves her. Yeah. Then we have kind of this tussle. She gets There's shot. a gun. Uh oh, it's not Brenda that gets shot. It's. It's Reese. It's Reese, yeah. And then... She gets shot. Right when you think, oh God, okay. So, Brenda gets the gun from Reese and then she's pointing it at Natalie. So, okay, I guess Natalie's going to get shot. And then Paul shows up and Paul pulls this stunt where he's like, oh my gosh, Brenda, that was so good. If you let me... If you let me in on all this, I can make a story out of it and we can be famous. And Brenda's like, oh my God, like you're super cute. I'd totally like to suck your dick, but... Oh, uh, but no, because my boyfriend I was gonna get married to <laughs> my boyfriend. My boyfriend. <laughs> so Paul's lies don't work, and luckily though, Reese came too while Paul was talking to Brenda. And she's like, "Oh, you bitch!" And stabs her, and then. She Brenda drops the gun and Natalie gets the gun and Natalie shoots Brenda out the window. We kind of get a little bit of an homage to Halloween because... Yeah, she's down on the ground. Down on the ground. <laughs> and then it's Reese and Paul and Natalie and they're like, okay, let's split up and <laughs> go try to find help. So now we have Paul and Natalie in the back in Paul's car trying to go get help. But somehow... Brenda shows up in the car. But She's, first, Natalie has her like weird oh introspective. Yes. She's like, you know, this will become an urban legend too, you know. And you'll be, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there, Anna, and you were there. It was a weird like um, everything will change. Moment. We'll say you were like a cop or something. Yeah. I will be like a whore. And look, <laughs> so and so will turn into a mouse, and then I'll sit on him and put him up my pussy, and then they'll be running around in my intestines for forever. Until they come out in my mouth. So, yeah, she's having this weird, like you said, introspective moment and like trying to kind of put her own spin on what their urban legend will be when Brenda rises up from the backseat of the car tries to behead Paul but he runs them into the guardrail ejects Brenda out of the windshield into the river it's crazy like she like goes out that windshield like so gracefully it would have been like a 10 if this was like a, a swim yeah well she was on the swim team that's Josh. right she was on the swim team that's so okay that makes perfect sense on why yep. she ends up surviving she this and shows up 
So, okay, so that all happens. She gets ejected. She gets into the river, and we get this, uh, 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 and then a voiceover happens, and it's a narrator who's, you, it cuts to him and his friends in the cafe, and he's been telling this story the whole time to everybody else about the urban legend. It's a different university, and he's like, what, you guys don't believe me? And uh oh, Brenda shows up. She's like, no, let me tell you the real story. Yeah, you're getting it all wrong. I know what really happened. She's like, I don't have curly hair anymore, so no one recognizes me. And I'm wearing a scarf around my neck. And all of you guys look like you're 45, but you're playing 21 year olds. (laughs) They all look really weird. They all look Canadian. Oh my gosh! You're hilarious! I'm sorry, you guys just look weird. I'm just kidding. We love Canadians. Yeah, we fucking love Canadians. Yeah, we're not discriminating. Love, love Canadians. I love Canadians. My best friend's a Canadian. Wait, you're not Canadian. <laughs> Steph Campbell. She's That's my best right. Friend. She is my best friend. She's coming to my wedding of me and Jared Leto. That's right. So, anyways, so that was a lot to unpack, guys. Um, Oh my god, so much in this movie. There's, yeah, and I I feel like we did a pretty faithful... I hope you got it all. (laughs) Yeah, retelling of the movie. Um, We just tried to bypass a couple of conversations (laughs) that weren't really completely necessary. But other than that, that's the movie. We have, what, what, maybe 40 minutes or less before we're there. So we're... No, we have like another... More than that. Oh, okay. okay. More than that. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, we got a while. We're almost there. Whatever. We'll see you guys in two seconds. Stay tuned. Hang tight. And we're back. Hello. We feel like we are speeding away from the scene of a crime right now. I mean, it's... Hella creepy. We're out here. We're getting a little spooked, so we finally left. Um, Didn't see anything. Well, (laughs) I mean, we saw a lot. We just didn't see the floating orbs. Saw a lot of cars passing by. We saw people cooking meth. Well, we did not. We saw what we would presume are meth houses. (laughs) Meth labs. Some meth labs, yeah. And, um, okay, so... Peoria takes quite a while to actually like it is like up in the nook cranny of the state line we got to go because when we arrived the sun was saying it was really picturesque we had like yeah tonight we had to sunset wasn't until what eight yeah it was like seven well it said on the phone 755 but really honestly it was like past eight when it got like dark. dark So, and we hung out there for quite a while, but when we first arrived, the sun hadn't set yet, so we went ahead and filled up gas and went to a gas station, but we had to drive on the state line. Yeah, we were literally, literally going back and forth in between Oklahoma and Texas. Our phone, Uh because our GPS, or Missouri, I mean, our phone was saying like, welcome to Oklahoma, welcome to Missouri. Two minutes later, (laughs) we'd be back to, welcome to Missouri, Oklahoma. It was kind of fun. But yeah, we ended up filling up gas in Missouri. And then came back across the line into Oklahoma tonight. Uh, in Oklahoma tonight. Sit and wait for the spook light, but we did not see any 
any war heroes or star-crossed lovers. No, yeah, nobody walking around without a head. No decapitated soldiers. The lights did not want to come out for okay. us. We got on Instagram Live tonight. You can get on and check that out if you want to see. We're on a, what's really sad is we were on for like a good 10 minutes. We had, did a, had a lot of fun. And then we realized it didn't work. It recorded, but it didn't save. Yeah. We, our settings were. So we like, yeah. So we update our settings, and then we got back on. And uh, some of you out there, they'll recommend like we play music to try to get the energy going to get the. Well, we certainly did. We were we playing did. some like new wave music and dancing. Dancing out in the middle of nowhere in the dark. I'm getting my. I'm still getting my groove on. And then we finally were dancing. just sitting in the car and. And we just kind of creeped ourselves out. We're like, yeah. okay, let's go. We honestly were more scared of like some of the characters in town that we kept seeing and were driving by us. And yeah, and like, what? Okay, so all the descriptions of like where this place is and like how to find it, it, it comes off as like super secluded. And I'm not saying that it wasn't secluded, but there, it certainly didn't seem isolated while we were there. We were on that strip. It's like a four-mile strip that you can drive back and forth on to try to see these, like, floating orbs. But there was, like, tons of people driving, so it yeah. made it kind of difficult to see And we, you are orbs. really close to Interstate 44. So yes. it's like maybe people nowadays are seeing headlights. I'm not sure. Yeah, when's the last time that we have, like, a, a good, solid story? And now it seems too like it's pretty heavy trafficked because of like a nearby casino that's right over the Missouri Oklahoma border. Um, here in Oklahoma, we have a lot of Native American um, owned casinos. Owned casinos, and so by all the borders, there's casinos because people want to come over to the casinos in Oklahoma. So there's a lot of kind of was just a lot of traffic going by us by us on this really tiny road. Well, yeah, what was kind of like described as like a road in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it was the kind of directions to get there that was like exit interstate, blah, blah, blah. Go four miles. Take a ride on farm road. Ten. I mean, we're going down some like creepy gravel roads and it's like turn right on, you know, we were really having to follow step by step. They weren't GPS directions and then after all that, like there was still a lot of cars kind of driving through at points and but we hung out there for over an hour. It was still fun. And like, I felt like we at least went and experienced a local legend. Yes. Like, we've done it. We can check that off our list of, you know, we're, we're always trying to hit up unique, yeah. um, obscure things in guys, our own state. Yeah. So. You guys might remember, was it Magnetic Hill or Gravity Hill? I can't remember the name of it. We did that. That was our Lord of Illusion episode. Yes. That's another... And that's kind yeah, of what like it in is. Springer? In, is that where we went? Springer, Oklahoma. Yeah. And that's kind of an optical illusion. So, so yeah, you know, we've got some urban legends that we're trying to check off our list. Um, but we decided to cover the movie Urban Legend this time. Yeah, let's get into that. Oh, let's so, dive right Justine, in. favorite scene, oh. final thoughts. Oh, okay. Um, so me, I go. I, go. I swear it was your turn, but okay, I'll go first. Um, so my fave scene would have to be the boyfriend dying, uh, well, not even boyfriend, but Damon dying. Um, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Jackson's character um, dying by hanging, you know, out there in the woods with uh, Alicia Wood's character, Natalie, and the killer. And that whole setup, it's very suspenseful, and it's scary. Um, even though the killer 
themselves doesn't always necessarily in this movie scare me. There are a bunch of buildups that I'm like, oh, that you know, that got me on uh -huh. the seat of my pants. Um, and this one holds on up what? on my pants, my penis, my <laughs> penis, uh, where my pants. Um, yeah, but this one holds up, and I knew of this urban legend, so I liked seeing it on the screen. Yeah, this episode is Justine's idea. This. Is my idea? Oh, this. What? Okay, I'm confusing myself. You're Never getting mind. out. You... I thought you. I was. I was giving you credit to our trip. Not <laughs> well, to the movie. Not, but... not the movie that was made. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. I'm like, yeah, guys, Justine made this movie. It's all because of her. It's her uh, idea. But yeah, yeah. So no, I, I, get, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm back, I'm back on track. And, uh, so anyways, I, I like this movie, but I have known of this urban legend. So I remember even, you know, when yeah. we, when as young kids, teens, seeing this movie, um, enjoying it, being like, ooh, I knew of this one, and knowing the babysitter call, the pop rocks. It's just like you get to see these go on the screen, and they take a, a certain form, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, that's so scary, and the killer's like kicking in the window, and she's like <laughs> hanging her boyfriend, and or well, I keep saying boyfriend, but that's not her boyfriend. She punched him in the face. Yeah, she did. Okay. There, yeah, there's a lot of good suspense in that scene. I yeah. like how it's lit in the woods. It's that classic kind of 90s cinematography where everything is lit and colorful. Even it's at all night, lit. it's all blues. And it's all lit. It's all lit. I like man. when she runs, she gets Reese, they come back, and it's like everything's gone. You know, that so kind of like. spooky. Yeah. Just setting it up for like, oh no, she's, you know, going to be on an island basically. Nobody's going to believe her. So. Get at it, boy. And that's always scary, too, being, like, the only person that knows what's happening and no one, no one believes, buddy you. believes you. And or they just kind of, like, like maybe it's not even necessarily that they don't believe you as much as they're just, like, no, that can't well, be happening. There's just like, a claustrophobic yeah. quality to it also, kind of, like, nowhere to go. No one believes me. I don't know how to solve this problem because everyone thinks I'm lying or making things up. And I'm that, over here that's crying. just as scary. That's just as scary too, because you're dealing yeah. with two situations. In this case, she just saw someone get attacked, and she was attacked, and now the police officer doesn't believe her. It's like, wow. Oh my god, that's like real heavy. Like how wow. you describe that was like the heaviest. Wow. How about you tell me and describe to me your favorite scene, Josh? Oh, I think you guys know what I'm gonna say. Yes. I soul survivor here loves a good chase scene. So yeah. I gotta go with Sasha. I just yeah. have to. I know Tara that's Rita's great. Kind of predictable. I was very close to maybe picking the dog in the microwave because that's the <laughs> most honestly like unsettling moment in the movie. And you think like, is he really gonna go there? Yeah, like, and oh, then they no. go there. Yeah. So I think that is the most like gotcha moment where you're like, no, there's no way they really put the dog in the microwave and then oh, the dog's yeah. in the microwave. Oh, God, but ultimately, I gotta, I gotta go with my heart, my farts, and I gotta pick Sasha in that chase scene. I love how it's like going up and down this really like modern building. She's hanging from things, dropping, running, you know, getting into elevators, and ultimately running she, for her life. Yeah, and while a guy in a parka is wielding an axe, and and the fact that it's being broadcast, like people are listening to her and. Yeah, that, friends running that to get to cool her. And yes, I love those shots of she's Natalie running, in the, running in the rain. Like, mm -hmm. Sasha! Sasha! <laughs> and then she sees Sasha get axed. Uh, 40 whack. It's trashy. When she saw what she had done, she Gave, went and... Gave uh, somebody else 41? Somebody else. 71? Who she killed next? More. 
So, <laughs> but yeah, I gotta go with that. That's the best chase in the movie. Or the, and there's some other great moments. Like we love the moment when the dean gets his ankle slit. That's such over. a good That's like fun. just yeah like there's some good reaction moments. moment. Like you can feel yourself. You want to like. Tuck yourself in That one hurts a little bit I love the opening scene Because I love You know She's singing Turn around yeah. And you're like Oh come on This is like, Turn around girl Sweetheart Girl <laughs> Honey girl child Precious girl child. There's someone in your backseat girl <laughs> You better turn Shit she ain't gonna turn around Oh no <laughs> I, I do enjoy Quite a few of the Kills The, the way that they are Carried out I, I enjoy it yeah. But then there's a lot of clunkiness. There's the two-hour runtime, pretty much. There's, like, the five-act structure of the movie where it just feels like it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Rebecca Gayhart as the killer. I don't have she's a problem great. with her. Yeah, she's she fun. She's great. over the top. She's zany. I always kind of felt like Emma Roberts and Scream 4 took a lot. I feel like Rebecca Gayhart walked so Emma Roberts could run but I, I, I love her wild curly hair. Oh yeah, she just gets kind of mad manic. She and just goes crazy. Great. I love that. But then it just keeps going on. You think yeah. she's dead? Then she comes then back she alive. Has, yeah, her Michael Myers moment. Like she just gets up and just keeps going. <laughs> and they're fighting in the she's car. She's very resilient. Yeah. Then there's just too much exposition. There's too much like we said earlier. Hey, like, can we talk about this? Can, can we talk? Can Aside. Talk? Can um, I play a sign talk? Can we go look in the library? Hey, can we... do you know about this? It's almost kind of what I don't like about Scream Three is it gets into too much of like the solving Scooby, the yes, like the whole Scooby Doo. Like yes. here we're getting instead of it just being about the mystery and um, the scares because you can have mystery without it necessarily being a. It can be a whodunit without it being right. like a forensic files. Episode yes, yeah. Or it's like you know? when you're just trying to make your characters solve the a crime puzzle, instead yeah. of just like, oh my gosh, speculate that everybody is involved in it. In real life, people aren't doing that. No. You know? No, Unless well, you're like on a Netflix show on getting on MySpace, tricking people into oh, solving believe, it. Oh, yeah. Like believing <laughs> that you're... What was the name of that show we just watched? Yeah, Why Did You Kill Me? Why'd You Kill Me? Yes. Yeah, we watched that before we left today. That oh was good. Oh, my goodness. That was so good. Yeah, check that out on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about that while we were sitting out there and just... Tonight was spooky, guys. It was creepy. So and, like, the, what, by the time the, like, sun went down, all of a sudden the, like, real forest sound started to come it got, out. It got, and, like, it got creepy fast, <laughs> yeah. We, and we were listening to, um, like, new wave um, music on Sirius XM. It's Saturday Safety it was, Day. <laughs> yeah. And the, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. So you know <laughs> that, like, it was just getting to a point where we felt... Irrationally unsafe. There probably really wasn't any, like, it was just spooky. I wish we could have seen the spook lights. Because they do, like, dark rock or whatever once yes. it's late or two on Saturdays. What's it called? What do they call that segment on New Wave Channel? It hasn't come on yet. Tonight. Dark Wave? Yeah, Dark Wave. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't do it every night. But... Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, back to the movie. <laughs> <Back> to... <laughs> we went on a Netflix well, tangent. What in the world? Okay, tangent. yeah. I love Rebecca Gayhart. Uh, baby. Sweetheart, baby angel, daddy, uh, zaddy man, Jared Leto, Jared my Leto. my sugar baby honey pie. Oh. 
Ah, uh, my one and only. They're so I kind of like, he's kind of like a final boy. I know. No, he's no sole survivor. Oh, I didn't say he was a <laughs> sole survivor because there's other people that survived, yeah, so. He's no Ash. No. Uh, don't come for me no, when no, you're I, not sent I'm, for. I'm loving a letto. I'm, I'm letting you have your letto. <laughs> I'm loving a letto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. this movie's a lot of fun. It's not... Uh, in retrospect, it's not one of my... It's not my favorite from the late 90s. It's not one of my least favorites either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm diving into star or knife ratings... Oh, you're diving uh, in? I'm diving in. We love to dive here. Yeah. We say, <laughs> um, I'm going... Oh, God. Do, do I need to give the rating? You go okay, first. Okay, I'm going to give it three knives. Okay. Yeah. I think there's just, like, there's kind of... It, there's too much that... It doesn't necessarily need to be in there that doesn't serve the plot. There's... Uh, specifically, like, there's a scene where they're, like, in, at the swimming pool. And yeah. I don't even know what that's about. And we've even so talked about how, like, who the hell wears that entire outfit to go into the swimming pool? Well, even the director says and, that's one moment in the movie he can't defend. Yeah, like, <laughs> where, what was moment. happening there? So, there's there's that. There. He said it was kind of a way to maybe throw you off Rebecca Gayhart because she's the one in the pool. And... You know, it ends up not being the killer, so of course it can still be Rebecca Gayhart. But then but... again, like we can even talk yeah, about that the, the fact that like Rebecca Gayhart, how was she everywhere? Yeah, that, because the... the opening scene. Mm-hmm. How does she get there and to then, the cafe? In the back. Yeah. The movie gets bogged down in its own like minutia. Like it has too many weird little moments like that, and then there's so much, yeah, of the like. Let's just sit here and talk about it. It loses a little bit of the fun of the urban legends. They could have really kept. They could have punched that up a little more, even though there's some great ones in there, but just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. They could have been more finessing. A little streamlined a little more. It's a little too clunky at the end. It really needs to shave off, like, that last part, like, yeah. the last ten minutes or well, so. But she does ending. seem superhuman. She somehow goes to the party, murders people while she's at the party, crying, and then she puts all of those murdered people in the house, mm-hmm. and she's running away from... And I don't even mind the last shot where Rebecca Gayhart's there, like, telling the story. Like, no, because then it... <laughs> it's it, really how it goes. Honestly, it could be played both ways. Like, oh, is that Brenda? She survived and she's telling people the story. Or it could be, like, the whole time we've been listening to a story. And this... Maybe this is Brenda, but in a different context. Like, the real Brenda, and she's going to tell the real story. Or, you know what I mean? It could be played a lot of different sure. ways. It's, But I think it's definitely trying to hint at the fact that, like, everything we've watched was an urban legend mm-hmm. it's in itself. In itself. That mm. there's an urban legend about people dying by urban, urban legends. legends. Yeah. Yeah. So I follow fun. you there, yeah. But I'm going to go, and, <laughs> remi- and again, I like this movie, and this was one of my favorites growing up, but I'm going to go 2.5. Oh, okay. I didn't. I'm gonna I go. Thought you I was struggling between having... 2.5 and 3. The whole oh, time. So okay. you, since you went 3, I'm like, I'll go low. You just went to... low so I could go high. So you could go high. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I enjoy so much, though, all the little nods. Yeah, I, I'm so close to giving the, it a 3. You know, the fact that we have Robert England in it and yeah, Daniel Yeah, and Daniel Harris and, and Brad Dura. Yeah, and oh, how, no, you're almost convincing me to How go there are, like, there's so many things. Okay, I'm going three. Three knives. It plays so well, too. Okay, you're right. Just okay. the fact that they're in it and have some fun. I'll go yeah. three. 
but if they weren't in it, it would totally be a two-boy vibe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even love how, like, the characters, the name, like, Michelle Mancini, you know, like, they just, mm-hmm. again, want to give another nod, and I love that. There's... Thank you! <laughs> Thank you! Yeah, there's definitely a lot of fun to the movie, but... I, that's my main complaint. I just wish it was a little tighter, a little shorter, sure. a little tighter. A little toit. <laughs> a little <laughs> just kind of like wrapped up in a neat little bow. Wrapped up in a little toit. Mm, little toit, little bow. Okay. Yes, that's what I wish. You want to get toit? So, two threes, almost a 2.5, but last <laughs> you were, minute I went three because I'm there. easily swayed. <laughs> um. Let's talk about next episode. Yeah, let's talk about next episode, Josh. um, Because I feel like we need to go like a little shopping trip. Yeah, we're guys. You know, we are now fully vaxxed. Yes, fully vaccinated. We want to go shopping, or should I say, we want to go chopping? We want to go chop, chop, chopping at the mall of America. Not just any mall, the fucking mall of America. We're driving to Minnesota. We're going into Minneapolis. Yes. We're staying downtown Minneapolis. We're going to the Mall of the America. Mall of America. We're going to cover Chopping Mall. Yeah, we'll do like the rides inside. We're going to have some eats, some treats, some fun. Yeah, cover really Chopping excited. Mall. We're doing just like a fun extended weekend yes. in Minnesota. It's going to be a blast. Mall of America. Stay tuned for that. But in the meanwhile, please go wherever you listen to us. Rate and review us. Give us that five star. Five. Write like a few little lines about how much you love One, two, us. Because we love you. Four, five. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, YouTube should be back to condition soon. Check us mm-hmm. out if you haven't watched on YouTube. Um, on our IG, there's really nothing. Comment. The only difference really on YouTube is you might see towards the end some of our vacation photos, but you can also see those on Instagram as mm-hmm. well. And our little so, TikTok videos. Yeah, follow us on all the platforms. Oh, we're there. Hunt us down. So, yeah, stay tuned, guys. We can't wait to cover our next episode. And in the meantime, love ya! Bye!